you could sit and listen to Ellie forever. And I was like, boy, oh, beautiful. Okay, I'm going to go get the... That's okay, I got it. The microphone. We are uh, in the midst of a series on expanding our circle of community. So I kind of forced you all into this circle, right? Some of you might be going, oh, I don't like this. When are we going back to Rose? You know? Because sometimes expanding the circle of community requires that we be willing to get uncomfortable, to see one another, to see two new eyes, right? Here's two new ears. So that's why we're doing this, and I'm grateful that you're all willing to continue to show up with me in that. Uh, so last week we had a lesson on um, the art of sharing. How are you showing up in your conversations with one another? Are you showing up as your authentic self? Are you showing up? willing to have the courage to seek out your truth. And, and I shared with you my three qualities that I try to be aware of. Am I speaking with honesty? Am I speaking with humility? Am I speaking with an open heart? Am I showing up, sharing myself in that way? So how many of you took on the courageously, the practice of the art of sharing last week? Oh, boy. <laughs> I saw a few hands come up. Not that many. <laughs> All right, so those of you who did practice it, do you have a story, an aha, an insight, an experience that you had around that art of sharing that you'd like to share with all of us? Anybody looking around? No? Oh, Christy. Thank you, Christy. Good morning. Um, some of you know, some of you don't. I'm a massage therapist. And... I have a client who's been coming to me for a while who's a working comp, and she's had some really tough times lately with neuropathy and pain, and she's having difficulty walking, and um, she's been out of work because of it, and it's been very challenging for her. But her son, who lives with her, which she begrudgingly doesn't like him being at home sometimes, has been there for her. And in many ways, I mean, she's in such a bad predicament at this time that she has a hard time uh, wiping herself and doing things like that. And he's been there to help her, help her get her out to the pool and whatnot. And I just shared with him what a blessing he was to her because he's taking care of her in this, this time in her life. Beautiful, Christy. So thank you for affirming to him right, and sharing with him the important work that he's doing. Thank you. You can encourage one another. Anybody else? Anybody else want to share? Nobody else? Oh, all right. I got two more. Dana? Hi, Dana. I, I actually wasn't here last Sunday, oh, but I, I practiced uh, anyway. Yeah, I just thought of something. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I teach uh, at Hazel uh, College in English, and um, it's uh, some of the students um, are there mainly more for athletic scholarships, and, and they're kind of anxious and worried about being in college for the first time. Yeah. And um, so I brought some. I was so excited. I mean, I 
got these notebooks for my son from, yeah. you know, uh, during that school period. And they were so excited to get notebooks. I had no idea that 18-year-olds were just so excited about flyer notebooks. So there you go. I, I only spent maybe a dollar on, yeah. That's amazing. And so you shared with them. That's beautiful. And they had the courage to ask. Marilyn. Well, I really have two things that I think were fantastic um, examples of sharing. Um, for World Day of Prayer was so beautiful. I, I can't tell you guys how wonderful it was. And on this, the second day, we had a gal named Eileen come and do um, uh, dances of international peace. And wow, did we have a great time. And she just shared, and Jerry shared his music and accompanied us. And and we were just really filling the earth with peace and love, and it was really great, and it's beautiful. I encourage all of you to come, and they do the Stances of World Peace on two Fridays, the second and fourth Friday at Lakewood in the gathering space, so we can all go and have a great time just showering the, the earth with peace. My other share was I was with my sister on Saturday, and um, there was a group of sisters together, and she was out of her mind talking. You could not get a word in edgewise. And, um, and I, at first I was like, oh, would this quiet down so the rest of us could share? But, you know, at the end of the day, I gave her a big, huge hug, and I said, thank you for the stories. They were really, it was so wonderful to hear them. Thank you for the story. You're beautiful, Marilyn, and you're moving us into our today, which is on the art of listening, which she gave you plenty of opportunity to practice. So what I love about this that was just shared is how simple it is to make an impact on people without even recognizing how big that impact can be. A simple spiral milkway, right? A simple sharing of something that you love, dances of universal peace, and it impacted those of us who participated in those, right? A simple word of, of encouragement to somebody that you see that's having a hard time, so sharing yourself in those ways can help build that sense of community, can help empower people to understand that they too are divine and that they too have something important to share. So thank you to each one of you. So today we are moving on to the art of listening, right? And my question is, is there something different between hearing and listening? Oh, I'm seeing people saying absolutely, right? What kinds of things have you heard this morning? Nobody knows? <laughs> I don't know. Like our ears are constantly on, right? We're always hearing things. Our, our, what is it? The TV. I heard the TV in the background. I heard the birds this morning. I heard my wife's honey-do list. Perhaps you were the wife who shared that honey-do list, right? Right? Let's take a minute, just right here, right now. Let's sit still for a minute together, and let's just take a moment to not just hear, but to listen. things did you listen to this morning?
what did you hear as we sat in the stillness, Ed? Yes, you can pick out, you can focus. I want to share with you what Ed is saying. But Ed, I want to bring you back to what did you just hear as we sat together in the stillness? Did you hear inner thoughts? How many of you hear inner thoughts when you get to the stillness, right? Not Ed's inner thoughts. Some of you may hear those, too. I don't know. Abilities, you know. But your own inner thoughts, right, that, that crowd out what's happening here to listen to as you're hearing those inner thoughts. Thank you, Ed. Who else? What did you hear? Yeah. Yeah, anybody hear that? Yeah, shuffling, moving in feet, popping. Yeah, what did you hear? Somebody clearing their throat. I heard my stomach growling. Yeah. Yeah, Jim. I heard life. I heard the sound of life, the aliveness of this place. Anybody hear the hum from the projector up ahead, right? When you get still enough, how you can hear those quiet sounds. Anybody hear the sound of their own breathing or the breathing of the person sitting next to them? So what is the difference in hearing things and listening, and Ed, you've covered some of them, right? Like as I concentrate, as I focus, I, I listen and, and actually hear more things, right? What else? What else is the difference between listening and hearing? So with listening, I'm seeking to understand. I'm not just hearing the words. Right? Anybody else? The difference between hearing and listening. Kate, paying attention. So listening requires that I pay attention, that I focus. Yes, Kathy. Yeah, so listening can be catching the feeling behind the word. Laverne, our communication expert. How much of communication takes place just around the word? 7%. That's it. So Laverne, communication expert. What's the rest? What's the rest being communicated? What is it? Wow. So the sound of your voice and the way you look. That's where most of our communication takes place, not just the words. So if you're just hearing the words but not paying attention, not with that person, how are they showing up? What am I hearing underneath of those words? What are the emotions there? What is the body language there? You may not be hearing them at all. Anybody ever get an email filled with words and then you think you know where that person is coming from? And many times those emails leave you really offended, like I can't believe they sent me that email. But you didn't hear the words, the emotions. You didn't see the body language behind it. And that person may not have intended to offend you at all. But it was just based on the words, right? So I saw another hand. Somebody else had another hand. Difference between listening and hearing. Yeah, Bob. Selective hearing. Can you tone it out? There you have it. So I hear those things that interest me, and I tune out selective listening to those things I don't really want to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody back there. Yes, Lenny. 
So, so when I'm hearing, my thoughts can intrude. But if I'm really listening, those thoughts don't intrude. Is that what? Yeah. I ha- some of you may have little ones in your life, right? We have little four-year-old Zoe who knows the difference between listening and hearing, I'm telling you, because she can tell if you're hearing but not listening. And then she'll say, everybody, everybody, listen, listen. Right? And she may even come up to me and go, listen. Right? Like, grab my face and focus that attention. Right? Listen, everybody. She may say the same thing a half a dozen times over and over and over again because it does not appear that you've listened to me. Anybody recognize that? So I want to share with you a short little video that we have that our own Kathy Gitzer created, one of our um, members here, all around listening. And I thought you did a fabulous job, Kathy. So here it is. Hello, everyone. I'm talking about listening because I feel it's a very important topic. I don't particularly like it when I'm talking to someone and we're making eye contact and then I see their eyes looking around the room as if to find someone. When they do that, I I begin to think, well, why am I talking to them if they're not paying any attention to what I'm saying? And I also feel somewhat diminished and disrespected. We're social beings and we need to make a connection with each other. I I learned a valuable lesson on listening when I volunteered at Malachi House. After I was done doing my chores, I would go in and visit with the people. And I learned that many of these people just wanted to tell their story. They just wanted someone to listen to them. I would just say, well, I'm sorry, this has got to be really hard, or I'm sorry you have to go through this. And we connected at a deeper level. I went on the internet and I looked at what some of the gurus said about listening. You need to keep eye contact, pay attention, show interest, don't interrupt. Don't start talking about yourself, which I'm guilty of. Ask questions if you don't understand something. Also, don't come into the conversation with any preconceived notions or an agenda. Don't try and fix anything. Just listen. I have some concerns about the younger generation because I see them texting, texting all the time. And texting is a useful tool. It can disseminate a lot of information quickly to a lot of people. But every now and then we need to stop and we really need to listen to each other. So in closing, I I would just would like to say that in the world today, everybody's so busy. Everybody's running here and there. But I really think it's important if we take the time, even just once a week, to sit down and really listen to each other, try and understand each other. I think if we do more listening, it would help to make the world just a little bit better place. So I want to say thank you for listening to me. I wanted to say after watching that video, I thought, well, I can just sit down because Kathy gave the perfect little mini message on listening, right? Brought in all of those important points. So I want to share with you just a couple of things about listening. Um, The one thing that I read is that our brain has the ability to process 450 words a minute. Even the fastest talker really only has the ability to speak about 125 words per minute. So you know how somebody's talking to you, especially somebody who's talking to you really 
road, like I wish they'd get to the point of what they're trying to say already, right? Well, part of that is because our brain is ready to process more information that it's receiving. And so what does our brain do when that happens? It gets bored. It gets busy doing other things, right? Like thinking about our to-do list or thinking about what we're going to say back or thinking about tomorrow or whatever. But our brain gets busy doing other things. So it does require that we intentionally bring focus back in. I also found out that we can think about a thousand words per minute. Right? Yeah, it's amazing. All right. 85% of what we learn is through listening, not talking, not reading, but listening to one another. Now, as your minister here speaking every week, and in my mind thinking they're taking everything with them out beyond these doors to live in their lives, it is discouraging to know. Guess what the percentage is? Immediately after you have listened to something like this, what is the percentage of those of you who will retain some information around that? Anybody want to take a guess? Wild guess. 10%. 35, 5, oh, thank God, it's not that bad. <laughs> right, like immediately afterwards, it's 50%. Immediately after hearing me talk on Sundays, you'll retain maybe 50% of it immediately after. However, an hour later, <laughs> that drops down to 20%. You'll only remember 20% of what you heard. So if you don't hear anything else today, this is what I want you to hear. Remember how every week we talk about the spiritual practice? If you don't take anything else with you, take that practice with you. Let everything else go and take that practice with you. Why? Because if you practice it, you will have an experience about what it is I'm talking about. And that experience will stick with you way longer than the words that I'm speaking to you, right? right? So that's why I make such a big deal out of that every week. If there's anything else on here. Oh, that was it. <laughs> A question. I'm listening. trying to listen to all these conversations, like I'm trying to listen to what God is telling me in my head right now that I'm supposed to be telling you. At the same time, Janet's trying to get my attention here going, I want you to listen to this and I want you to answer that. And how do we do that? What do we do with that? Janet, I'm going to go back to last week. How do you share? How do you show up with courage, speaking in truth, with an open heart and humility? And so if that's happening, if I have two friends trying to get my attention both at the same time, trying to talk with me, or perhaps those two friends might be a Zoe granddaughter and a husband, Gary, both trying to speak to me at the same time, what do I do? I might simply say, stop. I can only hear one person at a time. And I want, what you have to say is so important because I know that you have some kind of understanding, some kind of insight that you want me to be aware of right now. And I want to listen to you both. So could we take turns? Right? That's simple. So we try 
to complicate things so much, right? And in our listening, I see him, Michael, and I'm hearing God going, we've got to move this on. It's like 1148, Joanne. Yes. Correct. Yes, Michael. Absolutely it does. You're welcome. So I want to tell you that our prayer chaplains here have gone through prayer chaplain training about empathic listening. How do we listen to one another, right? And the training that they received is basically based on a program by a unity minister by the name of um, Reverend Leilani. And she has within this training four types of listening that we typically do. See if you recognize your own listening habits here. The first one is argumentative listening. Argumentative listening. You know, when somebody is trying to talk with you about something and you're already figuring out your response in your mind of how you're going to prove to them that what they're saying is wrong. Anybody ever do that? You know, when you've got to have a really hard conversation with a coworker or a family member, and before you even get to that conversation, you script it all out in your mind. I'm going to talk to Deb about this, and then when Deb responds this way, well, then I'll get her back by responding that way. And, of course, then she's going to say this, so then I'll say that. How many of you do this? And how can we be fully present and fully aware and fully engaged in the conversation if what we're doing is scripting out our argumentative response? So argumentative listening. The second type of listening that she talks about is antagonistic listening. This is where whatever the other person is saying so is against what we believe or what we think or what we have decided is true that we immediately reject it and push it aside and stop listening. How many times does that happen in public discourse with one another? Where we forget, oh, Christy, I may not agree with Christy, but she may have something really important and valuable to say that might, I might, if I kept an open mind, learn something, not only about myself, but about Christy. So we have to move out of that antagonistic listening with one another. Immediately our walls of defense come up. Right? The third type of listening that she talks about is, and Kathy mentioned it, and said, oh, I do that. That's that personal sharing. So, so James is sharing a story with me, and as soon as he begins, I think about, oh, I had an experience like that. I can't wait for James to shut up so I can tell him about my experience. Right? We do that with one another. And so the fourth type of listening, the listening that Leilani encourages, the listening that I'm encouraging in this message today, the listening that our prayer chaplains have been trained in is empathic listening. It's turning off those conversations in our minds. It's choosing to be fully present with Donna, with whatever Donna is sharing, without trying to figure out, what am I going to respond to Donna with? Now, why do we do that? Why do we get caught up of figuring out our own response? Why do you do that? Why do I do that? Anybody aware of why you do that? Yeah, Carrie. Your ego. It's my ego. My ego wanting to be right or wanting to have the right things to say or wanting to know what to say to fix it or make it better because that's what I'm here to do. It must be because they're sharing this really hard stuff with me. So my ego shows up and takes me out of the moment. Bob. Yeah. 
I'm setting up my own defense, which is ego again, right? How am I going to respond? It's defensive. So I'm caught up in my ego again. Do you ever get afraid that if you don't think it all through, you won't know what to say in that moment? Anybody ever do that? Anybody have this idea in their mind of, well, it just takes me a while to process. And so if I can't think of it ahead of time, then I may not know in that moment what to say. And I may miss an opportunity to share something really good. So I have to think about it ahead. Anybody there? Yes, we have lots of reasons why. Well, I want to share with you, and I'm really short on time, I'm going to share with you, so are you listening? We think we have to have all the answers. We think we have to have all the fixes. We think we have to have the perfect comeback. We think that in order to be taken seriously, we have to look like we know what we're saying. And we lose an opportunity in that moment to just be fully present with someone and engaged with them. And here's what I want you to take with you. This is what I want you to hear. Each and every one of us in this room and indeed in the world has a power within you that can give you the words that you need for whatever the moment may be if you just stop and listen and get your ego out of the way and trust that that power of wisdom that is within you and within I will give us the words in that moment which will be the exact words that that person will need to hear. And here's the thing, that wisdom might just tell you, Lisa, just be quiet. Don't say anything. Just listen to what the other person is saying. Just be willing to be in the uncomfortable. Just be willing to sit in the stillness, listen, listen, listen. So when I know that I have to get into an uncomfortable conversation, I'll remind myself that. Let me just take a breath. Let me remember that right here, right now, where I am, God is. Right here where I am, God is, and wisdom is. Right here where I am, God is, wisdom is, and I will know what to say if there's something to say, but I need to be fully present. Oh, look. Ah, I got way more hands this service than last. Woo. So we're going to practice. By the way, as we, as we think about practicing, I'm sure you've all heard. Um, the, our scripture today is from the book of James. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. How many of you, you have heard that we have two ears and one mouth for a reason? Right? Be slow to anger. Right? Be slow to, to speak. Listen. All right, so here's our practice. Pay attention to how you listen. How are you showing up in your conversations? Are you listening? Are you fully present? Are you setting aside your to-do list or your fears or your worries? Are you putting that all aside and just being with that one, listening? Make a conscious choice, conscious choice to listen without scripting your response. Will you join me in that? Will you join me in that? All right. I'm going to do a Zoe here. Listen, everybody! We have to listen to one another. Let's do that this week and see what a difference it can make. God bless.